0: Good morning Laguna Beach. This is Craig on Rainbow Radio here bright and early Saturday morning, like I am every Saturday morning. Not my usual favorite time so early, but you know, we certain certain things we have to do, you know. As I like to start out my Saturday morning, it's the weather, the 10-day forecast today. 64 degrees, cloudy skies this morning, no kidding. That's just become the par. That's what's normal. Uh, We'll become partly cloudy this afternoon. High as 64 winds, 10 to 20 miles an hour. And then for the remainder of the week, Sunday through, say, Thursday, it shows every day is partly cloudy and some rain on Sunday, which we do need rain. That's for certain. So tomorrow there should be a little bit of rain. That's all we need to know today. That's the weather report. (laughs) That's one of my favorite things. That's all we have to talk about is the weather report, I think, you know. That's cool. <laughs> um, but I digress. And this evening, I'm just gonna hop right into it. This e- last week I had two fabulous guests. I had Audrey Prowser and Carol. And I her last name eludes me at the moment, but great uh, great conversation. I enjoyed them immensely and what wonderful people. And today is their big event. It's um May, it starts at seven p.m. It's an online event, so n- no one has any excuses not to participate. <laughs> and it's called Light the Way for Change. It's Wave uh, is the organization, and they have some fa- fantastic speakers there uh, that we went through last week. But I, I just to give you a, a taste of oh of what it's about. It's um, Light the Way for Change is a is uh, a, I guess it's okay, call it a women's organization, but it has men in it. <laughs> That's what they told me at least last weekend, last Saturday, a week ago from to, a week ago back. And um, the, 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 I guess their, their keynote speaker would probably be Megan Phelps Roper, who was Fred Phelps, who I think she's the niece of Fred Phelps, and she was very much a part of that God hates fags, kind of uh, stuff where they showed up at military funerals. They didn't care. It was long as the, if they were, oh, as my friend uh, Brian Rodriguez always says, homosexuals. <laughs> that sounds so disgusting when you say it like that. Uh, anyway, they would show up and uh, protest because they felt that it was uh, not in God's order to have uh, a pay homage to the death of someone who is gay they should just die and go away (laughs) so heartless oh it reminds me of some news out of iran we won't go quite there yet but um anyway today at you need to to to, uh check it out how to get there is you go online because it's online it's a speaker presentation go to wave um what is their their url uh all this literature i have here and i don't have their uh actually just go for wave and the link will be there w-a-v-e it's women um guiding lights our guiding lights um and it's again at seven o'clock there is an admission fee to watch it but the money goes to a wonderful cause to support love and care and all these um Shines a spotlight on the special is- issues of divisiveness, extremism, and empowers us to be a catalyst for change. That's what that's what they've um, said of the program this uh, that today. Today it is today. Pete Simi uh, is associate professor at Chapman University. He'll also be there, which is wonderful. And then Megan Squires, a professor of computer science at Elon University, Elon. And she has some interesting statistics about uh, social media and how it's, um, how it's influencing us and uh, what the hard numbers are, facts, actually, scientific proven accurate facts about that. <laughs> and it shows uh, when there's any activity going on between uh, groups that she can quantify it. So she's made a very... Close uh, appraisal of it, whatever the media is, whether it's a newborn baby or the or the royal family or a uh, extremist uh, group that is growing in numbers. So, there are also some high school students, and I, they're all over the place with all kinds of people. Uh, I just think it would be great great to catch up again. That's today at seven p.m. and only goes for about an hour and fifteen minutes. It's an online presentation. Uh, and hosted. So here are the renowned experts as we shine a spotlight on divisiveness and extremism. Learn how we can be the catalyst for change. That's WAVE, W-A-V-E for all. Actually, it's, uh, I remember now their website. How about that? My memory isn't totally failing me. It's WAVE, number four, all.org. So that's W-A-V-E, number four, all dot org and that's how you can get there i i um can't say enough wonderful things about the people that run this organization uh and it's uh and it is a nonprofit and it is a charitable organization so tune in tune in so i want to thank our sponsor mike johnson for compass realty for being uh a uh strong supporter of KXFM and the radio station in general, but particularly for Rainbow Radio. Thank you, Mike. Um, we're here, and because of that, we're here every week. So if, if you're tired of us, you better tell Mike to quit sponsoring. No, don't do that. <laughs> I hope you're not tired of us. Uh, we I, I strive to bring, bring some interesting guests on, and I do have some more uh, coming up, but Let's get right to the news about other things going on here in Laguna Beach. As you may or may not know, I am had the illustrious position of being president of Laguna Beach Pride. And Laguna Beach Pride's mantra is uh, bringing commerce to the community and uh, through uh, diversity and acceptance. So uh, that's kind of the, the short version of it. And so with that, uh, Laguna Beach Pride has decided that instead of one large grand party, they're going to have four of them. (laughs) Maybe not quite as large and grand, but but this first one could outshine all of our other events, I'm hoping. So the end of June, and what is June? Everyone now, come on, what is June? June is Pride Month. Yes. And we're going to festoon the city with flags, rainbow flags. I call them the diversity flag because they represent all the colors of the rainbow and all the colors of the people here on Earth. Uh, different ethnicities, different uh, social backgrounds, different in every way, and I, that is, I think, the to me the most appealing part of Laguna Beach is its diversity. Uh, whether you're an artist or an artist in the culinary skills or you know whatever your station is in life you're part of the community very much so and and there's seems to be very little uh, pushback on that so I'm blessed to be involved with uh, Laguna Beach City and uh, the community I'm so glad so glad you're listening this morning um here on KXFM 104.7 Craig and Rainbow Radio here every Saturday morning. So, um we got the weather done and it's going to be a little cloudy but it's probably a good day because most of the mask I I'm just so excited. I I had both my vaccinations early on because I qualified <laughs> for various reasons. We won't go into that, but anyway, I qualified and had my and so I've been waiting for this moment. It seems, and now uh, we're uh, suggest. It's been suggested by the CDC, as many of us know out there, that if you've had your vaccinations, you can safely not wear a mask out in public and inside as well. But it still is left up to the individual establishment that feels perhaps maybe they would prefer to keep uh, masks in in their, uh, in when they have an interior in the interior. So that's the deal. So anyway, I've been maskless pretty much lately, unless I go into a store. I understand Trader Joe's just dropped their, my favorite shopping place. I shouldn't, shouldn't give them a free plug here, but Trader Joe's dropped it. So now I'm going to Trader Joe's and see what all those people really look like that helped me for the last year because they won't have face masks on. You know, it's so, it's so silly, but they always say smile can go a huge distance for a lot of people right a smile a simple smile and yet you can't see those simple smiles uh through the mask and so I don't know how many times I suppose everyone you smile at someone you think well they're all poo poo I didn't see them smile back and then you realize well you can't see them one and they can't see you number two so get over it so but now there's no excuse share the love, share a smile, and uh, enjoy enjoy the human element that we're all a, a, all a part of here in this crazy world. So yeah, go give someone a, a smile, and you know, you could even give them a hug. <laughs> How about that? A smile and a hug. Save a life. Give a smile and a hug, and don't worry about not having to worry about threatening a life with uh with covid if you've been vaccinated and i hope more people get vaccinated um please the sooner the better the more the merrier (laughs) the better the world and there's so many other countries right now that are struggling for vaccinations we got an abundance here but they're struggling if they don't get ahead of it it's uh it's going to really be serious um, particularly india but now I guess in South America, there's, or not South America, in Africa, on the continent of Africa, there's um, quite, a, quite a lot going on, quite a lot going on, but uh, certainly COVID is one of the major deals there now, and the lack of vaccinations. I think yesterday they, they said they're running out, and they anticipate being completely out of vaccinations for many countries in Africa within the next few days. And that's pretty sad. So I hope, you know, I hope the United States can help out, honestly. Um, Redeem some goodwill in this global uh, world that's getting smaller and smaller and smaller. (laughs) Um, Anyway, that's my two cents on it. I uh, would like to shout out to a few people who've been listening to my program. It's a blatant shout out. Elizabeth Stewart, thanks for tuning in. Janice McGilvery, thanks for tuning in. Michael Straubit, Stribich, Stribitch, thanks for tuning in, and Luis Suarez, Suarez, and Sharon Langlow, and uh, Baram Salur, no, also known as <laughs> as Baloo, and he's in Iran, which we're going to talk about a little bit later. And he says he misses me. I miss him too. Um, he moved to Iran, and and is procreating. Has a fabulous beautiful-looking family there, and uh, he's a dear friend, I have to say. He's uh, in that catalog of that numbers very few in my world, <laughs> so we're happy about that. Um, I should make an announcement to OC County Fair, which I've I, I, I got to tell you a little story. We, uh, not this last year, but the year before, we had out at the fair and it was, um, it was a fun time. And then the next year we had out at the fair again. And, but this time it was sanctioned by the fairgrounds. And we asked if they would fly the rainbow flag for our day at the fair. Well, and I thought, well, this is great. And, and so they did, which was pretty controversial because I don't know uh, the fair, there's certain elements at the fair that were very, um, anti flag, Let's just say, and whatever that entails. And lo and behold, the uh, the administration left the flag up, and it has been flying for two years. I didn't know, and I, <laughs> and we, you know, we call it the flag of diversity. Well, apparently they'd had some uh, a couple situations where there was some unfriendly activity uh, when it came to the diversity element in within the the fairgrounds, and so I think they wanted to. Uh, be on the right side of history, maybe, and uh, show the flag and show that that everyone is welcome at the county fair. And bless them, please, bless them. How wonderful is that? And so there was some protests to to remove it. They felt that it was uh, promoting a specific political agenda, and uh, they heard many arguments. One of them was my own personal one, and there were, <laughs> but pretty much resounding in favor of keeping the flag, and they did. Now, now they've got a step further. They're having a, um, a board meeting on the 17th, and um, they're going to have on the, that's on the agenda, an item which I think everyone ought to be aware of. The community awareness, uh, community affairs committee is seeking public input for the development of a proposed art piece. Art piece to be displayed at Orange County Fairgrounds celebrating community diversity. So you can attend the meeting online. You don't even have to get out of the car. You don't have to drive anywhere, nothing. You just attend the meeting and share your feelings about uh, what this art piece might be. And I suppose at some point you can submit an application uh, to do the art as a consignment at some point because. Uh, they're looking at displaying it at the fairgrounds, which I think not only did they put the, and keep the flag up, they're going a step further. So I praise the O.C. County Fair. It's people that are understanding and accepting of diversity without any fear or fear or or feeling of being threatened. Is it? It's you know, what's it going to do? <laughs> make make you a better person? Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> make you worse? No, I don't think so. Uh, of course there are, there is that religious element that is uh, less about jesus and more about the their uh, personal agendas that's my personal well, we won't go there we won't go there anyway oak sea fair and if you want to know more about it it's 5 p.m on may 17th board community affairs committee workshop may 17th 2021 go to OC county fair um, website which you can just google oc fair and uh let say yeah oc fair.com how 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 simple is that oc fair.com so i think that's one and bill atkins bill if you're listening and thank you bill for being uh a avid listener and your comments i love your i love your comments but bill you should check this out with oc fair maybe maybe they'll commission you to do a a feature art uh, which you should you know Bill is a dear friend uh, everyone knows his artwork which I loved I love to tout about if you have live in California it's probably impossible for you not to have noticed his artwork and I say that confidently because anytime you see a license plate with a whale on it the tail of the whale that is Bill's artwork so he's heavily indoctrinated into the state of California, from the northern border uh, around Wairica, California, to the Chula Vista border in the south. He is there, or uh, east and west uh, as well, but um, uh, tale of the whale, and uh, we love Bill. He's been an ardent supporter of uh, Laguna Beach Pride and uh, the community and, their, and our community efforts there, so thank you, Bill, and thank you for being a regular listener here on KXFM 104.7 Rainbow Radio. <laughs> so um, before I step into the news, I'm going to take a short music break because some of that is news is, is very disturbing. On um, and, and, But at the same time, there's some good news, which I'll wrap it up with the good news that we'll hear the not so great news first. And then we'll come back with the good news how about that okay and on this day in history let's not forget on this day in history which really will be up next yeah on this day in history so we'll keep it light and airy and fun (laughs) for the time being all right thanks for tuning in we'll be right back after a short music break
1: My house in Budapest, my, my hidden treasure chest, golden grand piano, my beauty focused E.O.U. Ooh, you, ooh, I believe it all. My acres of land, by the chief, it may be hard for you to stop and believe, but for you, ooh, you, ooh, I believe it all. Over you, who I leave it all. Give me one good reason why I should never make a change. Maybe if you own me, then all of this will go away. My many artifacts, the list goes on. If you just say the words, I, I'll up and run oh, to you. Ooh, yeah. ooh, i divido even oh, do. you. Ooh, ooh, i divido Give me one good reason why I should never make a change. Baby, if you owe me, then all of this will go. One good reason why I should never make a change Baby, if you want me, then all of this will go friends and family they don't understand they fear they'll lose so much if you take my hand but for you oh you I'd lose do oh for you oh you I'd lose it give me one good reason why I should never make a change Baby, if you owe me then all of this will go away Give me one good reason why I should never make a change Baby, if you owe me then all of this will go away My house in Budapest, my, my hidden treasure chest Golden Grand Piano, my beauty, focus Steel, you, Ooh, you, you, I'd leave it all. for you, Ooh, you, Ooh, I'd leave it
0: all. <laughs> that is uh, Budapest. That goes out to uh, my dear friend in Arizona. I got him all over the place to Joe Meetzel. Yeah, Joe, he's, he keeps saying he's going to Budapest, but he never leaves. <laughs> Well, I can understand it this last year, but now he has no excuse. So let's get on. On this day in history, yes, May 15th. That is that today? Yeah, that is today. Wow. May is just moving right along. You know, I I I, I got to finish a thought I had on the first segment here. That is Laguna Beach Pride. Next month as you may or may not know is the entire month is called Gay Gay Month or LGBTQ month. It's 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 as proclaimed by the city of Laguna Beach, but as recognized pretty much nationally. Maybe we started the trend. I don't know. <laughs> Let's hope so. Anyway, that June is is uh, Gay Pride Month, and we uh, fortunately have um, suggested to the city that they fly the uh, rainbow flag of diversity above city hall and the flag will be up for the entire month of, uh, June. And also on the 22nd, we will, uh, there will be five rainbow flags in front of city hall in cel- celebration of Harvey milk day. So there, I love it. Thank you S- city of Laguna beach. And thank you for, um, supporting diversity and kindness in the process. Dearly appreciate that. But n- not to let it go at that, the end of June, specifically the 26th, it is Pride on the Promenade, downtown Laguna, and we're going to invite the whole world and as many of their friends that want to come uh, to Pride on the Promenade. Now, we will have some, some light entertainment, but mostly it is, the feature is the restaurants and clubs and the, I guess, Patronizing commerce and being—I uh, don't know—it's like it's like Gay Day at Disney, you know. That's what we're kind of looking at. And so, come and wear your pride colors. Come and um, meet up with your best friends and make a night of it. There's also uh, hopefully at a Bistro um, Brussels. I mean, Bistro. Well, there could be a Bistro Brussels. Um, there, they are wanting to be open for a late night dance party uh, at the club there at the restaurant after they have their dinner, their dinner crowd. So there's lots of things going on. They're still in the planning, but we um, will be some press releases out this next week regarding all the details of it. And there'll be lots of media and stuff to let everyone know that we're going to do it. We hope, we hope that many people in from San Diego to LA, maybe even San Francisco, certainly Palm Springs will be inclined to shake off COVID with a liberating afternoon, which will start at nearly noon on Saturday the 26th, for Pride on the Promenade, and just all of us come together, breathe a huge sigh of relief that we're on the other, uh, showing great signs of being on the other side of this pandemic, and for the first time really get together. I, I, I went to the city, and, and the question was, because uh, we, we want to make sure we were in compliance and everything, and we're fine. We're going to be lots and lots of decorations. There is, uh, if you're there early in the day, there is a small stage, and we have some uh, light entertainment scheduled for that, uh, as well as um, probably a group gathering at, uh, at Brussels on the deck there. Uh, but it's just it's just mingle, munch and mingle and enjoy and have conversation, dance a little, get back to a embracing, like I said, smile and hug situation that we've been away from for so long. And that is uh, June 26th. It's a Friday and we're going, I mean, a Saturday and it, we're going to start at around noon, we believe. Maybe if uh, it may move even earlier in the day, depending on how things roll along there, but we will be setting up at nine o'clock in the morning with a few things and the whole street, hopefully, we bought over 200 flags, um, actually more than that, and we hope to festoon, as I like to say, look it up, festoon means to uh, garner or not to I don't know, garner, garnish, whatever, to uh, decorate lot with lively decorations, fun stuff all over uh, the, the city downtown all the merchants, we got flags for every merchant that wants to put one out. We'll be very happy to donate a flag to that cause. So, um, and if you have any questions and you want to keep up to date on what's going on with Laguna Beach Pride, you can always go to LagunaBeachPride.org, LagunaBeachPride.org, and and you'll see the news. It's not all the details are not posted there yet. They will be as the end of this weekend because we just nailed them down yesterday. And so it takes a little bit to get all the information onto the website, but we will. So that I go back for a minute there because I kind of skimmed over Laguna Beach pride. It's, it's, we hope it's going to be huge. We hope, we hope we have a a great crowd there and everyone has a great time again, shaking off the COVID isolation, head down to a head up prideful, Saturday afternoon, and hopefully the weather will cooperate, and uh, typically it'll probably be overcast, but that's okay, as in the afternoon it'll get bright and sunny, we hope, so that's the deal, mark your calendars, and then we do have events coming up, we'll hopefully do a bonfire as soon as I get the rings back to the beach, have a bonfire in every month for four months. So it will be June, July, August, and September. In September, we have a white party at 7 degrees, September 11th. So it's a full schedule, as my British friends say. Yeah, so it's a full schedule. <laughs> that goes to Lynn. Oh, I'm just, I'm just full of myself today. Anyway, yeah, so let's go to on this day in history, 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 history. Okay, Uh, May 15th, in 1981, in the midst of the Lesbian Gay Awareness Week at the University of Florida, a fraternity circulated a petition asserting homosexuals need bullets, not acceptance. Ooh. Draws the signatures of almost 50 people. We don't have anything else to do, says one of the petitions organizers. We just we're just out there having a good time. I don't believe in queers. Now isn't that lovely? That attitude. Don't need homosexuals need bullets, not acceptance. Ooh, that's 81. I hope that, you know, in 1988, having tied up, been tied up and tortured and robbed, one gay man the night before two Hartford, Connecticut teenagers Sean Burke, and Marcos Perez, go out drinking and looking for someone else gay to beat up. They find their victim when they meet a 33-year-old Richard Ryle at a downtown gay bar. After talking with Ryle for a few minutes, they all agree to go back to his apartment where the two teenagers knock Ryle in the head with a fireplace log, bind him up with duct tape, and then Despite his begging and pleading, bludgeoned him to death with blows to the head and chest. Despite attempts by the defense to portray the two teenage assaultants as star athletes and all-American boys who deserve leniency and compassion, the judge sentences the two of them to 40 and 45 years in prison, respectively, for the killing. Good on you, judge. Uh, um. In 2008, the California Supreme Court rules that same-sex couples have a constitutional right to marry. On November 3rd, 2008, more than 18,000 same-sex couples are married. On November 4th, California voters approve a ban on same-sex marriage called Prop 8. I remember Prop 8. Oh, my God. Um, It was strongly, very strongly supported by a religious organization Uh, with lots of money uh, to support discrimination, unfortunately. And fortunately, it was ruled um, discriminatory, and the uh, Proposition 8 failed the test of being uh, acceptable under uh, civil rights. So it was um, dismissed, rightfully so, after all the money that was spent. I won't say where they're from, Utah, and it's a religious organization, Utah. (laughs) Excuse me. They do a lot of good things, but this was not one of them. Okay. In 1981, more than 20 people marching in a gay rights demonstration in Helsinki, Finland, are arrested by the police and charged for encouraging lewd behavior. Oh my God, this goes on and on. In 1986, Top Gun opens nationwide in the U.S. and is a Paul applauded for years as a homoerotic fantasy. Now, I never saw Top Gun. I I never had the urge to see Top Gun, but it's interesting to say that it was applauded as a homoerotic fantasy. Hmm. I have to re- rethink that term Top Gun, just what it might mean. Oh, did I say that? This is family radio. I can't say stuff like that. Anyway, innuendo. Uh, now on to May 17th, same-sex marriage has become legal in Massachusetts. The world does not end. That was—I remember there were arguments <laughs> for the state legislature going, "Well, the world will come to an end. the 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 demise of the family unit, and and it'll be terrible, and all these things will come about, and moral things will, and will all become pedophiles, and um, yeah, and uh, have sex with animals and small." small animals and whatever, but it didn't happen. In fact, nothing happened. Life went on <laughs> and in a good way. All right, I go on. I digress. 2007, Ted Strickland, governor of the U.S. state of Ohio, issues an executive order banning discrimination based on sexual orientation or gender identity in the public sector. Good on you, Ted. We appreciate that. In Ohio, Ohio has a is kind of a mixed bag of politics i have to say moving on to may 18th uh in history uh in 1921 that's a few years ago like a hundred <laughs> so i don't know how relevant it is but it says patrick dennis author of auntie mame is born oh have you if have you've never seen auntie mame with rosalind russell uh, don't watch the lucille ball one the Rosalind Russell has it down. She did it for so many years on stage live that she, every little quip, every little nuance, every little body motion was right on the mark. And she does a wonderful job. And uh, Ani Mame is about embracing life and making the most of it and sharing it. And uh, it's it's a wonderful, um, stage play turned into a a wonderful movie. Um, Crazy stuff goes on in it. I recommend it highly if you want a good romp in the laughter department. Yes. In 1934, artist and Christopher Isherwood's muse and partner Dan Buchardi is born. Yes. There's a great documentary on that too uh, about their life together. In 1981, Lawrence Massachusetts, in Lawrence Massachusetts, a gay physician and writer publishes the first media mention of AIDS in an article in the New York native, in the New York native, uh, disease rumors largely unfounded, trying to dispel the many rumors that circulated around the gay virus. And probably Fred Phelps had a lot to say about that. And if you don't know who Fred Phelps is, Google it, you'll be, you'll be appalled. Uh, and on May 19th, the last day, I don't have any <laughs> more. Uh, we're going to have, uh, on this day in history, there's nothing showing up uh, for the next uh, two weeks. So this is the end of it for two weeks. And then it starts up again because there's nothing, there's no resources out there. I, I was appalled what happened. I don't know what happened. But anyway, so be forewarned, um, I should have guests on and we'll talk live and in person. So May 19th in LGBTQ history, in 1973, 73 officially sanctioned gay student dance in Princeton University draws 300 participants. That's 73. That's a lot of people coming out to, to dance. <laughs> well, you know, the gays, they really know how to put on a party, and have, particularly if it involves dancing, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a big deal. In 1975, a gay porn phenomenon, Jack Wrangler is born when a sometimes struggling 28-year-old actor, Jack Stillman, steps on stage between porn films at the Paris Theater in Los Angeles and performs a live strip tease in Western drag. Ooh. The son of an established show business family, his father was one of the producers of Bonanza. Oh, my God. Boy, is that a stretch. Stillman takes his screen name Wrangler from the famous brand of Cowboy Jeans. Yeah, well... Maybe they sponsored him. I don't know. I, you know, if you've ever been to a rodeo, these straight cowboys know how to wear their tight wranglers, and it's it's amazing. It's amazing. They they are, what they what they say? Wrangler butts drive me nuts. That's that's one. I don't know. I heard someone say that. Okay. Anyway, yes, wrangler. Uh, I but I digress. <laughs> Jeez anyway in 1983 two years after the AIDS epidemic ABC 2020 does its first story on the crises a producer at the network acknowledges that the show's executives refused more than a year for more than a year to do a story on the disease but changed their minds when they suddenly heard reports of infants getting it oh it took babies dying before they thought it was worthy isn't that interesting <laughs> As the church lady used to say, isn't that interesting? (laughs) Without making a comment, but offering a judgmental, isn't that interesting? Okay, I digress again. In 1989, this is the last one. The First Lady Barbara Bush ignores the reportedly uh, vociferous objections of Chief of Staff John Sununu. And prominently displays ten lit candles in the windows of the White House to show her solidarity and the seventh and the seventh International AIDS Candlelight Memorial in Washington, D.C. Organizers of the march had asked people in the Capitol to burn candles in their windows to commemorate friends and loved ones who had lost uh, they had lost to the disease. So good on you, Barbara Bush. It's nice to know. And I know the second time the quilt came to Washington and it was put on the plaza in front of the Washington Monument was huge. And there was wonder if anyone, you know, of any political influence or prominence would show up and, you know, uh, acknowledge and, uh, support those who've lost loved ones to the AIDS virus. And I have to say, unannounced, the Clintons showed up. Hillary and Bill. Say what you will, but they showed up. And I thought it was a wonderful thing that they did uh, to show uh, that uh, it mattered, and that the quilt mattered, and that the loss of these lives mattered and were important. Yeah, so that's my story. And I'm sticking to it <laughs> all right well i've i've played around i've jumped around this next article that um well, happened in iran this last week which is just just chokes me up and I, it, it it's a testament to what's still going on in this world and i'm going to read it now a gay man brutally murdered and beheaded by his family in iran in an honor killing. Alriza Fazel Monfared, 20, was reportedly murdered by his brother and cousins on Tuesday, May 4th, after they discovered the Iranian military exempted him from service because of sexual depravities. Now, what they do in... Iran is, if you are gay, you can claim, you can claim that when you're required to do your military service. And the response is that they will kind of really dishonor you and tell you that you're a sexual depravities, a member of a sexual depravities organization. And so he did this because he's gay. And so the military sent acknowledgement of his um, condition, as they put it, Back to the family, and uh, it got noticed in the family and got into some, uh, into a situation that was turned out bad. At around 7 p.m. on Tuesday evening, Alzira spoke to his mother on the phone for the last time. His best friend, Agal Abeyat told Iran Wire. Afterwards, his half-brother arrived at Alzira's residence and and said their father needed to see him. Alzira was taken by car to the village of Borumi, Borumi, near the capital of Ah Ahvaz, where his brother and cousins murdered and beheaded him before dumping his body by a tree. Alzira had been planning to flee Iran and join his boyfriend as a refugee in Turkey before his death. His partner, a- activist Agil Bayat, told Iranian LGBTQ+ plus network, uh, and it's called Six Rang, which is an organization, that the killers called Alzira's mother directly after the murder and told her where she could find his body. Alzira's mother was hospitalized with shock following the murder, Barat said, and later told that the killers were been arrested. But then there's also some news that they weren't arrested. They just told him that because it was such a hot button. So there's more that goes on with it. Um, in Amsterdam, the Persian language radio Zaman reported the Iranian authorities arrest of three men. The rest of three men. Iran's regime has codified the death penalty in the Shri- Sharia. I always say this wrong. Sharia law system for same-sex relations. The Islamic Republic of Iran has executed, get this, four thousand to six thousand gays and lesbians since the nation's 1979 revolution, according to a 2008 British WikiLeaks diplomatic cable. It's only because now it's so easy to see these atrocities with, uh, social media and the connectivity that we have, that we didn't have years ago. And I think the reason this young 20 year old was, uh, gotten, gained so much notoriety in his loss of his life is that if you go to the YouTube or his Facebook page, there he is, he's talking, he's happy. He's, uh, just a kid, you know, 20 years old, just being himself, you know, and for that, he was beheaded. Oh, uh, The organization Six Rang also wrote that it had warned the Iran's anti-gay military law permits governments and private institutions to identify gay men with only one glance at the military service exemption card and allow targeting of the men for bias. So in other words, the military puts it out there, who they discover that is is, is gay and come what happens, you know, is just what happens, you know, which in this case was BBC Persian reported that it secured audio tapes of Hazel Manfred said he was in grave danger and was about to depart for Turkey and then to Europe. Just too bad he didn't make that flight. Oof. All right, let's move on to Poland. Um, <laughs> I got to say, Poland is Poland is a country where they decided uh, there would be no gays in the village, and that they had gay free zones, which is kind of um, well. I guess I'd say it's kind of naive in a way because uh, it's really uh, I think often the people say there's no gays don't realize that there are a lot. They just you just don't know, haven't identified them all, but. Um, so they've been um, pushed back, and, and they lost um, they lost some funding in the uh, EU, European Union, and so they've changed their tune, and now they say that they're no longer gay free zones. <laughs> they accept the gay, and so yeah. You know, so let's let's see what's going on now. The left, Lawica, is Poland's left wing opposition group. Uh, Alliance in Parliament has asked that the police the, that the police chief to explain why a new booklet for police officers titled Social Pathologies, now remember that word, pathologies, Select, selected problems, lists transgender and LGBT community among social pathologies. What is social pathologies particularly? So I thought I would go to uh, the definition in uh, Merriam-Webster's unabridged dictionary. So, And what it says, uh, the pathology, social pathology, is a study of social problems that views them as a disease, conditions of social organisms. So uh, it's socially a disease. And that's what the police thing says in Poland. So some people have an issue with that, uh, I think, rightfully so. in particular, transgender queer, uh, gender queer people have been described in the textbook examples of social pathology, she said. Uh, these are people who are being exposed to harm, violence, and discrimination. It was unacceptable that the police, who are obliged to protect all citizens, irrespective of who they are, discriminates against those people. Last year, a number of local uh, councils in Poland declared themselves LGBTQ free free zones. Yes, we know. (laughs) While the United Right Coalition has been accused of scapegoating the LGBT community as well as sexual reproductive health activists' uh, political ends, the phrase gender equality was removed Friday from a declaration on advancing social cohesion in the European Union. Uh, following the lobbying of Poland and Hungary so isn't that interesting so I hadn't heard of that we're a social pathology but I go on okay here we go this is uh, I suppose yeah this is this is some good news now we can kind of relax a little bit we've got some good news the federal government will begin enforcing protections for LGBT Americans in health care again, reversing a ban put in place by the Trump administration, the Health and Human Services Department said on Monday. The decision will uh, to do so was made in light of the Supreme Court's um, finding in Bostwick versus Clayton County, which held that LGBT people are protected from discrimination under Title VII. of the Civil Rights Act of 1964, and we know what that's all about. Uh, The Supreme Court has made clear that people have a right not to be discriminated against on the basis of sex and receive equal treatment under the law, no matter their gender identity or sexual orientation. Health and Human Services Secretary Xavier Becerra said in a statement, fear of discrimination can lead individuals to forego care which can have serious negative health consequences. It is the position of the Department of of Health and Human Services that everyone, including LGBTQ people, should be able to access health care free from discrimination or interference, period, he said. Yes. (laughs) Yes, please. (laughs) Oh, this is good news. I'm gonna try and focus on if you're just tuning in, this is Craig on KXfM 104.7 Rainbow radio here every Saturday. Uh, the U.S Lutheran Church elects its first openly gay transgender bishop. How about that? I love the Church of Lutheran Church. I didn't I did not know that. A pastor in California became the first openly transgender person. To be elevated to the role of bishop in a major American Christian deno- denomination, when they were elected uh, on Saturday to lead the to lead the evan- Evangelical Lutheran Church in America, Reverend Reverend Megan Rohrer was elected to a six-year term as bishop of the Sierra Pacific, an assembly based in Sacramento that includes about 200 con- congregations across. North and Central California, and Northern Nevada. I'm so proud to be a Lutheran, Pastor Rohrer 41 said, who is to be installed as bishop on July 1. July 1 said in an email on Monday, I pray that my election by the faithful people of the Sierra Pacific will become a constant reminder that God's fabulous love is never limited by the opinions or legislation of others. The Reverend Elizabeth A. Eaton, the presiding bishop of the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America, said in a statement on Monday that the Sierra Pacific uh, recognized Pastor Rohr's gift as gifts as a leader. How about that? So see, there is some good news. <laughs> uh, okay. So um, this is from Canada, Canada's really pretty progressive, you know, I have found. I don't see my, my, uh, the next uh, program person showing up. So I will go on. Um, Catholic school districts in Canada mandate the LGBT Pride Month awareness and staff training. How about that? Mandates. Month awareness and staff training. Burlington, Ontario. While a Catholic school district in Ontario failed failed to pass a proposal to fly the rainbow-colored LGBTQ pride flag outside schools in June, the school board changed the proposal to say that the staff should raise awareness around Pride Month. The board mandated staff training on the issue uh, to encourage shared understanding and requested a review by the Ontario Education Minister. Patrick Murphy, chair of the Halton Catholic District School Board, told CP. CTV News Toronto that many people spoke out against the proposal to fly the LGBTQ rainbow flag at all schools in celebration of Pride Month and to put safe space posters in every class. The reality is we received probably a thousand emails. There is polarization on this subject. Boy, we know that happens often. He said... Uh, on April 26th meeting, the school board debated the proposed motion. They amended the motion to remove the request to fly the flag and instead decided to put one poster in each school. Oh, come on. Follow the Orange County Fair, <laughs> the pro- the flag of diversity and acceptance, and I'm unanimous in that. <laughs> oh, my. What else do we have here? Long Eaton School reports chaplain to terrorists. Oh, <laughs> reported because he thought he was an extremist because he was a chaplain and was gay and had a gay sermon that he was a threat to, um, threat to the world, uh, like an extremist radicalized extremist because they believe in. Yeah. Okay. So that's not worth giving it much more thought. Um, now the the there's a there's a thing before the equal there's an equal rights bill for LGBTQ uh, in the Senate, and because there's so many states that are are uh, against transgender portion of it, that they want to not approve the general bigger picture, which is the rights for everyone who's LGBTQ and Q. So, unfortunately, it might not get passed, and that's some news I didn't want to, that's not some great, great news, but um, anyway, that's the way it is. You heard it here first, and, uh, boy, I hate to say it, but it's it's, um, trying to find some good news, Oh, Cameroon and transgender women convicted of attempted homosexuality. I didn't know you could have attempted homosexuality, but I guess you can. And it says the local social media celebrity known as Shakaro, who was identified as Luke in and Patricia, also identified as uh, Roland Muth, were arrested on February eighth. Human rights activists say. Their detention is part of a growing criminalization of sexual minorities and transgender people in Cameroon. The two received the maximum sentence of five years in prison and fines of 200,000 CFA francs, $372, and their lawyers told Reuters, Besides uh, besides attempted homosexuality, they are convicted of public indecency for failing to carry identification. This is a political decision, said one of the lawyers, Alice Nikom, who vowed to appeal the verdict. Um, So that's the last news I've got for today. I've got to go here. I'm going to play my last song of the day. Um, It's an easy song and it's about sharing the love. Thanks for tuning on KXFM 104.7. Greg and Rainbow Radio, I'll be back here next Saturday. Hopefully we'll have a lot of really good news. All right. Thanks for tuning in. Thank mm-hmm. you.